Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Central Youth Podcast. We exist to help students find and follow Jesus. Today, you're listening to an episode from our series called Leaders Who Lead. We pray that it speaks to your heart, and we hope that you enjoy the episode. What's up, guys? This is Michael. And I am live, and we are here with um, another segment of Leaders Who Lead with a good friend and a guy that I've known for how many years now? Uh, two or two or three, probably now. Two or three years. Yeah. Um, but, Tyler, introduce yourself. To yeah. People. Well, what's up, guys? I'm stoked to be on here today with Michael. Uh, my name is Tyler Budkey. Uh, currently live in Huntington Beach, part of Circuit Riders. Um, I'm 24 years old. Uh, I'm married to an amazing woman. Her name's Haley. Uh, we've been married for a little over two years. Shout out, Bay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we are in full-time missions. And, yeah, just doing doing whatever God asks us to do. So That's epic. Um, one of the things I love about the community circuit riders is just family and the things that come alongside of it. So Totally. Um, for those of you guys who don't know, circuit riders is a missions organization and just really believe in honestly going after the heart of Jesus and evangelizing to the nation. Um, What is something that's like really stuck out to you? Something that has encouraged you in your time with circuit riders and something that's really been like, Oh man, I wish I knew this five years ago. Totally. Uh, I think that for me, I didn't really understand, I guess the heart of why as Christians we should be evangelists and why we should even really share our faith on a regular basis. Right. So I, I grew up in the church and was, you know, taught all the Bible verses, listened to all the Bible stories, always went to Sunday school. But honestly, it wasn't until the first time I went on tour that when I'm just like, it was seeing people saved like crazy, where I feel like something really unlocked in my heart. And what, you know, to answer your question, what I wish I would have known five years ago or even before that would be just like what, I, honestly, what I was missing out on when I wasn't when I didn't carry a passion for the lost. Um, I really like, we were in Europe a year ago um, and we saw just a ton of students come to know Jesus while we were over there. It was a wild tour. And um, we were over there for seven weeks, um, did three different countries, Czech Republic, Netherlands, and Switzerland over a two week period and then spent five weeks in England. But our time in the Czech Republic was like a super marking point for me personally. Um, and we just saw, we saw, this is going to sound crazy, but over the course of two days, we saw 250 youth give their life to Jesus in a two day period of time. And for me, like something activated and unlocked in my, in my spirit where I was like, dang, like, this is what it is. Yeah. I'm like, this is, this is what we should be doing. And I kind of, for me, just something clicked and I was like, that's what I want to do for the rest of my life, you know? And so really like reading the gospels and and things like that i feel like jesus always asked me to go back and read the gospels um an essential piece of what jesus did was he spent like all of his time with like lost people yeah and even his like reputation was totally completely wrapped in the fact that he was with the lost and so for me it was like man as a believer it's like i was missing this for so long yep and having carrying that heart to be like not just be, you know, around lost people and be influenced by them, but actually have a missional focus in being with people that didn't know Jesus. Um, and then seeing Soul Saved, man, it was just like such an eye-opener for me. I was like, dang, I wish I would have known what this was like. Yeah. 
you know, before. Yeah, it's crazy because I, what I'm hearing you say in a different kind of way is, yeah, I've studied life of Jesus, and one of the things that he kept really sacred to himself was just consecration himself, yeah. and and simplicity. That's just saying like he knew what was at stake, mm-hmm. and so when you understand that there's souls at stake, meaning people will honestly go to hell if they don't meet him or learn the truth of who he is and accept yeah. that. Um, Jesus understood the reality of that. So to come down um, and be fully man, fully human, kind of do the same things that we um, do right now and face the same, t- same t- temptations and all that stuff is like, man, he knew what was at stake. And that clicked for you Yeah. in Europe and all the things that you guys were doing were just like, man, souls, like it's a big piece of the puzzle, yeah. you know? So, but before that, you had probably leaders who were people investing in you. Mm-hmm. Um, so my next question would be like, what is one thing that someone did that forever changed your mindset of, man, I, when, I, when I go to the grave, I want this to be something that forever like marked me in a moment in my life that I, w- I seen in someone else's life, and I wanted to embody that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I think, honestly, just being – uh, around leaders, um, and I'm just going to reference the same tour that I was on last year in Europe. Um, <clears throat> really just seeing uh, on that tour specifically, uh, two of my really good friends now were leading the tour. Uh, their names are Chip and KJ. Shout out to them. Um, and really something that I saw in them that I was like, man, I want people to see this in my life was just their unwillingness to back down in the face of when breakthrough was hard to, to come by. And so, you know, I just, you know, really just saw them pressing in each and every day, um, being so dedicated to why we were there every day, not giving in to, to um, you know, just normal emotions, tiredness, fatigue, things like that. You know, Chip was sick a couple of times and really just seeing like the determination of like, man, we're here for a reason and only here for a short amount of time, especially in some of the places we're in there for a day. Like I want my, my life to be marked by just, I guess, a kingdom focus over really anything else. Um, so yeah, bro. Yeah, that's epic. Um, I've had the chance to partner with Chip and <laughs> a little bit of KJ and, and just to see the sides of them that honestly, like Chip has challenged me in so many ways. He's so yeah. funny. He like, there was a girl once and he was like, he sat me in his car and he was like, just trying to activate me to ask her out. I never did it super passive, yeah. <laughs> but it was like that same, that same moment of him just like bro you got to do it you're capable of doing it yeah like you're you can easily like pursue this woman or whatever yeah flows into every single area of his life so mm. he's definitely a leader who's someone who's like man i want to challenge you and bring out the fullness and yeah totally the way the lord's created you but um man i had a moment in my life where a student really spoke to me and um i think i don't know if i shared this on a different podcast or not but um, there was a student, basically, he was crying, and one of the things that he told me was, I think I shared this with you before, was that yeah. um, he's, as he was crying, he was like, bro, why are you crying? And he was like, if you know what was happening on my campus, you'd be in tears too. Mm. And he was really just gripped by like the heart of God for his campus. Um, and there's students all across the nation. You've had an opportunity, yeah. and even being in Europe, uh, just doing different stuff. What is something that you've seen in a young person that um, you look back on now and be like, man, if I had what they had when I was in high school, this would like change the game, you know, or even junior high or yeah, whatever. But just something that a young person has done where you're just like, 
you are so spiritually mature or you are going to mm. change the world, you know? Yeah. Okay, so uh, there is a youth in the Pacific Northwest, and we got the chance to um, kind of connect and do some things with her um, back in October, so just a few months ago. Um, I think she's 16 or 17 in high school, and something that she said to us at a dinner um, back in October was we were together at a youth pastor's house and invited some student leaders and other people to come, and we just we worshiped, went after the presence, and we're just getting to know each other. And something that she said was, um, she said basically that she won't have to go one day of high school uh, ever not knowing what it is to be an evangelist. And I was like, dang. Because <laughs> for me, I was like, man, I didn't get, you know, I didn't really get saved and decide that, man, I'm living my life for Jesus. So I was 17. I had like three months left of high school. And for her, she got radically encountered in middle school. And, you know, every day of her high school experience is focused on the lost, is focused on what Jesus' heart burns for. And she, she, her saying that, I'm just like, man, that just activated something in me. Or I was like, man, like, what would happen if we had even multiple of her in schools all around the U.S.? Yeah. You know? And so obviously this last year, we haven't been able to do much stuff in high schools because of the pandemic. Schools are shut down, things like that, but youth can still be reached. And so, you know, I feel like that's for me why I carry such a, a heavy burden for youth because, man, if a, if a 13 or 14-year-old could understand the, the fullness of the gospel, what Jesus did, the authority that they carry once they're saved, the power that is in, like, the blood of Jesus, man, like, what would change, what would break, you know, like, in these schools, um, and we just see like so much like around the nation, so much depression, anxiety, confusion, just crazy stuff, like anything you can imagine, you know, high schoolers are going through it. And for for someone like her, 16 years old, she's, you know, speaking at, at fields in Washington and just like carries such a heart of a leader. It's incredibly prophetic um, and is just wild. And I'm like, man, she's 16 years old. It's like I wasn't even close to there. And it's just like there's things about her life. I'm 24, and I'm like, you convict my life, yeah. <laughs> you know? So. Yeah, we, we just had a student takeover for our um, main service here. And just the things that they are able to say, like the youth, and just how they have so much, like, wisdom and knowledge of the Lord. It was just like, mm. it strikes my heart, too. And I'm just like, after hearing some of these students, I'm like, man, do I even love Jesus? You know, like, it's like, <laughs> totally. it's like oh, frick, like, they, yeah, and if, if they just grasp that, I think there's so much that they can do, just like any generation, mm. there's their generation of influence, and you see that, and so my next question for you is, um, if you had a, a word to describe this generation, maybe original design for this upcoming yeah. generation, what do you, what would you say is something that really describes the way the Lord sees them, the way that they were intended to be. Yeah. Um, just right off the top of my head, like, I would just say, like, this generation is super raw. Like, that would just be the word that I would use um, to describe them. Like, they they don't want, you know, sugarcoating, like, anything. <laughs> you know, they, they want the, the real, raw truth. There's, there's so many, um, you know, kids in, that are a part of the uh, Generation Z that are just seeking for truth. Um, and so I would just say they're so raw. And that's something that I've just learned 
super quickly over the last year or two um, being activated back in youth ministry again is they don't want anything sugar-coated and they're just raw and that's something that they like desire and I think that even like to go in that in a different way um, I think this generation is like like just primed for leadership and they're just super raw once like they're tapped into and and poured into like I just you know I just believe in this generation so much and what they're able to do so creative um I don't think that there's like going to be really a a a ceiling if like this generation really would understand like dang everything that the Bible says about Jesus is true you know and takes that and says like no like I'm hearing all these different people, the the relative truth kind of deal, you know. They just want the raw truth. So last question I have for you. Yes. Um, let's say, theoretically speaking, Jesus is here in the flesh. Mm. He gets an opportunity to be in front of the youth of America in a stadium, whatever, picture whatever you want. Yeah. Um, what, do you, what do you think his message to this generation in urgency, like, he gets one chance to get a bunch of people in his stadium. What do you think he's going to say? Theoretically, obviously, yeah, he can do it, and he'll he'll use someone else to, to fill stadiums and stuff like that. But, yeah, just the message of Jesus to this generation right now is something that I think is so, so key for them to grasp and for yeah. them to really walk in their identity and fullness of, of knowing him. So, totally. Whatever you think, man. Um. Yeah, I think that... Uh, uh, obviously Jesus would, the message that he would, he would preach would be the gospel. Right. But I think that the, the question that I think that, that he would ask is, do you know what you were worth to me? I just think that like, like really this generation, if they knew what Jesus said that they were worth, everything would change. Yeah. And just even understanding like, we hear so many times, even for me, like, I don't think it, it didn't click until I was 17 and I gave my life to Jesus. Hearing this story the, my whole life, you know, Jesus died on the cross. Um, had you in mind, like, when he died on the cross. Hear that my whole life, right? But in a moment of, you know, being in a, in a honestly, like, a rock bottom part of my life, realizing that even in that moment, Jesus said, like, you were worth it to me. And I think if, if this generation of Gen Z, if you, if you, you know, really grasped the worth on your life and the way that Jesus views you, what he said that you were worth. Like, you were worth, you know, the the price of God's son dying on a cross, giving his, his perfect life for you. <laughs> like, I think that would be what his message would be. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's not just a generational thing, too. It's like we are all longing to know our value and our worth. And Yeah. But, yeah fully agree with that man i think it's so huge and i think the, yeah. the lord's definitely on explaining worth because it's like one of the main purposes of the cross is to establish value and your yeah. worth and um i believe that for this generation so thanks so much for your time bro I, I think that uh even the short amount of time that we had together in, in recording yeah. is epic i think just to understand who leaders are and that kind of aspect so Thanks for your time, bro. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks again for tuning in to today's episode. To get more information about Central Youth, head over to centralsj.org. Click the connect button and check out the youth page.